Hello, and welcome to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. One of the most important questions that nearly all of us ask during our lifetime has to do with our identity. Who am I? Are we defined by our driver's license and social security card? By our social media profiles? How do we determine our true identity? Listen as executive pastor Bruce Lane brings us a talk titled Two Lies and the Truth that will remind us how to find the truth about who God says we are. We hope that this talk encourages and inspires you as you grow in your relationship with God and others. Well, good morning and happy new year. My name's Bruce. I'm one of the pastors here at the Ridge. So glad you're with us today. I trust that you had a nice holiday, spent some time with family and friends. Um, As you know, last Sunday's Christmas Day service and today's service were online only. And we did that because we wanted to give our staff a couple days off. Usually we don't have that during this crazy holiday season. So thank you for allowing us to make that a reality for our staff and especially our programming team. Well, like I said, today is January 1st, 2023. Man, where did 2022 go? It was 364 days ago that I stood right here on this very stage and talked about Mary and Martha and how our culture valued our doing more than our being, but how Jesus valued our being more than our doing. I hope over the last year, you were able to be a little more than do. More importantly, I hope that being more than doing had an impact in your life over the past year. Today, I wanna look at another topic that I think if we get it right, or rightly understand it, it'll have not only a significant impact in how we live out our life this year, but for years to come. But before I do that, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for new beginnings, and new things, Lord. I pray that what I talk about today would be a blessing to those that are listening, but more importantly, or maybe most importantly, Lord, that it would be honoring to you. Your son's name we pray, amen. You know, growing up, I liked to play board games. My brothers, my family, we played a lot of uh, board games. I call them old school now, but they were my favorites. And and maybe you can relate to some of these or you played some of these growing up. Candyland, Chutes and Ladders. As I got a little older, it was Sorry and Trouble, The Game of Life. Older than that, I played Stratego and Parcheesi. And even older, as I got older, we played Monopoly and Risk. But one of the games I really remember loved playing was the game of Clue. You probably have played that before you remember. It was like a murder mystery, right? Where you not only had to identify the murderer who committed the crime, but you also had to determine what room it was in and what weapon was used. 
Now, I don't know why I liked it a lot. Maybe it was the colorful characters, the different weapons, the rooms. Maybe it's I just like asking questions. I'm inquisitive by nature. But there was something about deciphering all the clues and coming up and being able to say that it was Colonel Mustard with the wrench in the library. Man, I love that game. Another game I played with my kids as they were growing up was a game called Guess Who? Game called Guess Who? Maybe you played that. It was where uh, you tried to figure out your characters, your player, your, your, your opponent's character based on asking clues such as, do you wear glasses? Are you bald? Do you have a mustache? Things like that. And you won based on asking all those questions when you were finally able to identify your opponent's character. You ask enough questions, you were able to identify that individual. Finally, another game I played when I was older was called Two Truths and a Lie. Two Truths and a Lie, maybe you played that. Sometimes people play that uh, for icebreakers to get to know an individual, get to know people better. Each person would come up with two truths about themselves and a lie. And then people that were with them would try to determine which of those statements were true and which of those statements were false or the lie. If I were playing that right now, I might say something like, I played college soccer, I rode a camel in Egypt, and I was an extra in a Hollywood movie. I'll let you try to determine which one of those two statements were true and which one was false. See, all these games I mentioned, Clue and Guess Who and True Truths and a Lie had something in common, right? It was to identify something about that character or identify the character. Identify something about that character or identify the character. What was their identity? You see, I think one of the most important questions that we can ask during our lifetime is about our identity. It's a question about our identity. It's who am I? Maybe you've asked that before. Maybe you're asking that question right now. Who am I really? I believe answering this question correctly, I believe answering this question correctly, understanding our true identity may be the most important and impactful thing we can do as we start the new year. So who am I? Who are you? Who tells us who we are? Is it my driver's license? My social security card? Does that tell me, is that my identity? Is it my social media profile? You know, I think those things can tell something about us, but they can't tell us everything, right? Can't tell us our true identity. So how can we find our true identity? Where can we go to find it? Well, I think we're in luck because we have the FBI Center right down in Clarksburg, right? They provide state-of-the-art fingerprint technology and biometric identification technology, whatever that is. Do you think they can help us find our identity? Do you think they can give us our true identity? Yeah, I don't think so. See, as good as the FBI Center is and their next, gen, uh, their next generation identification technologies are, and I believe they're good, they're state of the art, they can only identify certain things about us. 
but they can't identify our true identity. So who gets to define us? Who gets to define our true identity? My takeaway today is we are who God says we are. We are who God says we are. It's kind of like a mic drop. That's it. We are who God says we are. I believe this quote by John Major sets the tone for our topic today. Let me read it. Finding our identity in Christ means doing a better job believing what God says about you is truer than what anyone else, including yourself, says. Let me read that one more time. Finding our identity in Christ means doing a better job believing what God says about you is truer than what anyone else, including yourself, says. You know, earlier I talked about the game Two Truths and a Lie. And if I were thinking about this question of identity and our true identity, uh, I would probably change it up and call it Two Lies and the Truth. Two Lies and the Truth. You see, the truth about our identity is who God says we are. And the two lies about our identity are who others say we are and who we say we are. Who others say we are <coughs> and who we say we are. And these lies come directly from Satan, the father of lies. It's as if we've allowed Satan to steal our identity. Now, over the last couple of years, we've heard a lot about identity theft, right? In 2020 alone, 6 million people had their identity stolen to the tune of about $6 billion. <coughs> 6 million people had their identity stolen to the tune of about $6 billion in losses. Some of you watching may have had your identity stolen, and you know the pain and suffering you have to go through just to get your identity back. Well, I think most of us have had our identity stolen by Satan at one time or another, and we'd suffered undue pain because of the lies we've believed. Let's talk about those lies. The first lies, as I've already said, is who others say we are. Who others say we are. You know, since we were little, and as we've grown up, we have had others trying to define who we are to shape our identity, right? Family, teachers, friends, coaches, uh, employers, list goes on. You might've played a sport or gone into a specific field of, field of study because of your parents' influence. You may have taken a job because of what somebody else told you, how great you'd be at that, or how much money you could make. Unfortunately, some of you also may have felt that you would never uh, amount to anything because of what your parents said about you or what a, a teacher said to you growing up. So whatever was said, right, either good or bad, it began to shape our identity. For me, growing up, my identity was all about work. Uh, my parents instilled in me a strong work ethic. Nothing wrong with that, right? But when others saw it, and when I saw it, uh, and uh, they told me what a good worker I was and how that would help me, it kind of fired me up to work even harder, right? And when that was my identity, it was like a drug. Work harder, be more successful, 
get more recognition, make more money, work harder, be more successful, make more money, get more recognition, right? It was kind of like lather, rinse, repeat. And unfortunately, that still seems to be my identity, right? And I, uh, I even had several jobs growing up and, 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 and through my career that I didn't even like, but I was really successful at it and it fed into that identity and I felt I kept, I had to keep up that identity or should I say that false identity. You know, the media also tells us, right? How, do I, how we need to identify, right? Whether it's political identity or sexual identity or gender identity, even religious identity. If we don't identify with the way people want us to, you know, we might get canceled. Social media, we're so caught up in what other people think about us and the number of likes to our posts that we allow their opinions to define who we are. What do you think social media would say about Jesus' identity? How would they identify him today? Well, I can only guess, but there's a few, uh, uh, in the Bible, there's a few scriptures that let us know what people of uh, Jesus' time and Jesus' day said about him. Let's take a look at them. In Matthew 13, uh, 54 and 55, this is what the people from uh, Jesus' hometown said about him. And I'm quoting the scripture. He went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue. So they were astonished and said, how did this wisdom and these miracles come to him? Isn't this the carpenter's son? You can just hear them saying it. Like, isn't he, like That's not Jesus. How did he get there? Isn't he just a carpenter's son? You just hear them almost mocking him as they defined him. And here's how the religious leaders of the time defined him. In Luke 7, 34, we read, the son of man has come eating and drinking. And you say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Glutton and drunkard, tax collector and sinners. Thankfully, Jesus didn't believe those things about what others said or allowed them to define him. But unfortunately, many times we allow this to happen in our own lives. We believe the lie about our own identity and who others say we are. So the first lie is who others say we are. The second lie is who we say we are, who we say we are. Let's do a quick exercise. If I ask you uh, or you say to yourself, I am blank, what do you come up with? I am blank. Blank. How would you identify yourself? I'm married. I'm single. I'm a leader. I'm a follower. I'm tall. I'm short. I'm old. I'm young. I'm rich. I'm poor. I'm successful. I'm a failure. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeless. I think the list could go on and on, right? If I'm honest, here's what I came up with I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather, I'm smart, uh, but not as smart as some. I'm successful, but not as successful as others. I'm hopeful, 
but not all the time. I'm a fraud sometimes. I'm fearful. I'm a control freak. I'm overweight. I'm a sinner. And my list just getting started could go on and on. As many times as how I see myself. It's how I see myself. Author Max Licato says, we suffer from poor eyesight. And he uses eyesight with an eye in that one. He says, not eyesight, not normal eyesight, a matter of distorted vision that lenses can correct, not, not a pair of glasses, but eyesight. Poor eyesight blurs your view not of the world, but of yourself. Let me say that again, poor eyesight. Again, eyesight with an eye. Poor eyesight blurs your view, not of this world, but of yourself. You see, I think I've ha- I have poor eyesight. I think many of us have poor eyesight. You know, sometimes there's truth though, right? In, what we, in our identity, right? How we view ourselves, right? I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather. These things are all true. They're just incomplete. And sometimes we identify ourselves based on our condition, right? I'm short, I'm tall, young or old. I mean, they're true, again, just incomplete. You see, there were a number of people in Jesus's time when Jesus ministered to them during his ministry that identified themselves, I think, based on their condition. I think if Jesus had said to them or others had said to them, uh, what would you say about yourself to the question, I am blank? I think this is what they would say. I'm demon possessed. I'm a leper. I'm a paralytic. I'm a bleeding woman. I'm blind. I'm mute. I'm an invalid, I'm disabled. I think you can, you can see those people actually identifying, right? They're, they're equating their identity, their condition there in the Bible. I think they, they all had poor eyesight. That is until they had an encounter with Jesus and that encounter changed how they defined themselves and changed their identity forever. When we understand how Jesus sees us, when we understand the truth of God says who we are, we'll change our identity forever. So we looked at the first lie, who others say we are. We looked at the second lie, who we say we are. Now let's look at the truth. The truth is who God says we are. In the first chapter of Genesis, Genesis 1, 13, excuse me, 1, it says this. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God created us. And as the creator, God gets to name us. He gets to give us our identity. He gets to say who we are. You see, the world, doesn't, the world doesn't get to define us. 
as much as they try. Social media doesn't get to define us as much as it tries. We don't even get to define us as much as we try. Others don't get to define us as much as they try. God defines us. No one else has the right to do that. If you take one thing away from from my talk today, it's that God defines us and nobody else has the right to do that. Here's what God says is true about those of us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus. As you see up on the slide, it says, I am. And there's about 40 different traits uh, that identify us and who God says we are. I'm gonna look at a few of them today. First, I am a child of God. And the scripture is 1 John 3, 1. It says, look at how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. And we are. We are all children of God. Second one is I am loved. 1 John 4, 19. We loved because he first loved us. We are loved. I'm forgiven. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're forgiven. I'm accepted. Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise of his glorious grace that he favored or accepted us within the beloved. We're accepted. And I'm blessed. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. It's from Ephesians 1, 3. We're blessed. Think about those traits again. Think about those things God said about us. We're children of God, we're loved, we're forgiven, we're accepted, we're blessed. Did any of those traits come to mind when you ask yourself, I am blank question? Did did you think of yourself as I'm a child of God, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I'm accepted, I'm blessed? You know, if I'm honest, these weren't the first things that I thought of when I asked that question. Those things didn't come to my mind. You see, we need to be reminded probably every day that these traits are what God says about us, who God says we are. Because when we don't remember, we get swayed, right? We can get swayed and let others dictate, let the other voices dictate who we are in Christ. We need to remember the truth that we are who God says we are. So what are our takeaways this morning? What do we do with this? First day of the year, how can this make a difference in our lives? Well, first, I think our true identity will only come alive once we've put our faith and trust in Christ. When we've put our faith and trust in Christ, if you've never do that, I can't think of a better time than right now, today, this first day of the year for you to put your faith in Christ and take that step. Two, I think for those of us that have taken that step and put our faith and trust in Jesus, I think we need to believe that we have this new, this true identity. We need to believe that. We need to let soak that in. We need to believe who God says we are, right? A child of God, loved, forgiven, accepted, blessed, so much more. 
You know, the great preacher, Martin Lloyd-Jones said, our greatest need is to become who we already are in Christ. Our greatest need is to become who we already are in Christ. The I am slide and the verses that we've talked about earlier that are up on the uh, uh, screen now, we're gonna have that in those verses and we're gonna post that to our website so that you can take time and look at all 40 of those traits that we are in Christ and all those traits of who God says we are and be able to think about them this week, this month, this year. So first, knowing who our true identity is and making sure we've put that, our faith and trust in Jesus. Second, making sure we remember our new identity. And I think third would be living out our identity, living out our identity. You see, loved in Christ people love more freely. Forgiven in Christ people forgive more quickly. Accepted in Christ people accept people more easily. And blessed in Christ people, blessed people more generously. So what would that look like if we were able to live out our, that true identity in Christ? What would that look like? Well, I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like my dad. You see, my dad passed away several weeks ago. We're celebrating that he's with Jesus in heaven. But you know, it's, it, it, it's sad and it's hard and it's weird, but it's also been a good time of remembering. Remembering the awesome man that he was. It's been so great to hear our kids and our grandkids and friends, how they defined him, his traits, what he meant to them. And I can only hope that maybe I'll hear some of those words the end of my life. But more importantly, it's been so cool to see how my dad lived his life out of who God said he was every day. He loved people freely. He forgave people quickly. He accepted people easily. And he blessed others generously. Such a big heart. You see, I got a front row seat to see how my dad understood his true identity, which allowed him to live out the great commandment of loving God and loving others. And for that, I'm forever grateful. We're gonna end our service with a song called You Say by Lauren Daigle. And as you listen to this song, think about these lines and your identity. Here are the lines. It says, am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again who I am because I need to know. The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. Let's pray. Father, on this first day of 2023, help us not to listen to the lies that allow other voices and our own voice to define us. But let us find our true identity in who you say we are. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. If you'd like to hear more messages now, you can check out our past series at theridge.church slash messages or download the free Ridge app. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.